0: What about you? I think I'm going to go with spider sense. Spider sense? The the the, scent, the to be able to sense that something is wrong mm-hmm. or about to attack you, I think is really cool. And I get hit in the I used to get hit in the head a lot by balls because people would throw them at me. I've always wondered. Well, people would go like, "Daniel," and they like throw the ball as they say Daniel, and so I would turn around as the ball's flying towards my head and it would hit me. Yep. So, but also like if you're like about to turn and run into somebody or you're about to turn and like run into a like you know car accident like how many in times? LA I think there's there's practical reasons just to keep you a little safer. A little safer and like your kids about to fall. We're you watching catch out them. for you. Yeah, absolutely. And for others. Like you think mm. somebody's about somebody you you sense somebody's about to fall, you catch them. This is true. You would be a great like in the room earthquake like <laughs> notifier, like, hey guys, something big's coming. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's walls about to fall. Move over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I sense something. Oh, it's that. Welcome to The Side Hustle. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Tuttle, and with me as always is my brother-in-arms, Mr. Mikel Lutheran. Hello,
1: it's Michael, but I'll take it. Michael Lutheran. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to Hollywood Hustle Podcast. We are
0: gearing through. We are chugging along season three. We had our first episode, the Unbreakable Commentary. Yes, Tomorrow, yes. Uh, as of this recording, we are going to see Glass at a 10.30 p.m. IMAX showing. So I'm excited. so excited. It's, it's, it, I mean, this has been a lifelong thing that I've ever, always wanted to see what this trilogy would be when it was just Unbreakable. Where does it go? Where does it go? From the textual end of Unbreakable. <laughs> I know. David Where? Dunn immediately went to the cops. It, it was like, it, it's like a law and order ending. It does. <laughs> and
1: it feels like, wait, is this a real story? Did David Dunn Did actually he? do these things?
0: <laughs> you know, it's not a textual ending, though. Hm Life. Sometimes we get crazy busy. Yes, we do. And Michael, as an actor, how much of your day, percentage wise, do you have time to go on, look for jobs, update your website, update your resume? Like, what is the percentage daily on a weekday that you have for this? How many texts was I able to respond to you today? <laughs> One ish? Maybe that. Well, yesterday was definitely one. Def- today yes. I think it was like three or four yeah, possibly. Yeah, I was able to
1: and I like you were like, hey man, I want to ask you a question when you have a second. And I just responded man, <laughs> Just ask me. Just ask just me. Just ask me. I never have I'll time. I'll answer when I have time. Exactly. <laughs> um, man, it's it's not a good amount.
0: How much would you love it if you could take some of that pressure off as an actor?
1: Oh my gosh, it would be incredible if like I was able to not have to worry about all those
0: things. Well, then maybe you and other actors listening should look up radportfolios.com. They're a website. Absolutely, place. they're a website company that are focused on creatives. You you pay a one time startup uh, fee. You they build your website for you. Then you pay a monthly fee, and they do everything for your website.
1: But that sounds like a lot up front. Like, what am I? What am I gonna do?
0: Well, what you could do is use our keyword hustle and get half off that startup fee. I like it. Right? <laughs> it's so great gives you more time to go out there, audition, the important stuff you should be doing as an actor instead of dealing with a website, updating your reel on the website, posting headshots, posting new resume stuff. They will do it for you. And also, meanwhile, doing all of that, trying to make a website that looks remotely good. Absolutely. They make a great website that, again, is tiered towards actors and creatives so that you are the forefront of that website. Again, Michael, use the keyword, hustle to get half off that startup cost and what's the name of the website again radportfolio.com you needed to get them so you can start booking today
1: Ooh. i like it and i also liked how that was a very natural transition <laughs> into that, an app. well
0: if everybody if people that have listened for the last two years know natural transition is my middle name <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> daniel natural transition tuttle <laughs> That's actually kind of a smooth title. I it, like that. Exactly. So, Michael, speaking of busy, we—you've been, I know, incredibly busy with your day-to-day job, your yeah. thrival job, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've not been that busy with any kind of job. <laughs> I've been doing <laughs> other than other stuff that I've been doing. Sure. Uh, so let's kind of give a little check-ins on yeah. what's been going on. So first off, just another real quick plug. I have two episodes of another podcast that I was on. Yeah, I was checking that out, uh, How to Fail in Hollywood. And, uh, who's it hosted by? Hosted by Catherine Law from radportfolios.com.
1: Oh, what? what? <laughs> it's a tie-in. It is. But, but no, I, I listened to part one. I haven't been able to listen to part two yet, but it is a fantastic episode. I mean, she's all about what we're kind of here on Hollywood Hustle Absolutely. Uh, for in terms of talking about the strategies and the keys to uh, getting success here in the industry, but that one specifically
0: for actors. Absolutely. Well, this one is great because she's had musicians on. It's kind of like us, but really talking about the the times that you haven't made it, mm-hmm. when you thought you maybe were going to make it or the struggles of working in a certain job. And she's had TV writers. She's had musicians on. Uh, she's had an, uh, uh, an illustrator on. Um, just really great stuff of just hearing what it's, again, like our show, what it's like to be trying to make it in this industry yeah and it's also a more of a casual podcast yes, very where casual. Like, you guys just talk a about a
1: broad range of things but mm-hmm. what uh some of the things i lo- love that you talked about it was interesting hearing our story mm-hmm. from your perspective like hearing someone who didn't know us ask a, a question about like how did you guys meet how did this <laughs> become a thing uh that was really fun but also just like your insights into uh bet like improvement on yourself and stuff mm-hmm. i thought it was just super inspirational i was like man Appreciate if it. i didn't know this guy I'd download this episode I, anyway. I
0: would want to be his friend. Yeah. Well, in, in episode two, I, I bring up a mantra called find your Michael. And so if you want to know what that means, <laughs> listen to the, the, the full episode, first episode and the second episode. Find out what find your Mike hashtag find your Michael.
1: Does it include wearing a helmet? yeah and not eat may, may, drinking
0: coffee may, there's coffee involved okay i thought so <laughs> but it, thought definitely so. check it out how to fell in hollywood all the episodes are great i'm on the most two recent ones we talk about ballroom dancing we talk about thrival jobs we talk about stress we talk about la uh we talk about i think alcohol a little bit uh it's a great it's a great podcast i just wanted to bring it up
1: question check for those who do listen how many drinks does daniel have during yes. that find out recording <laughs>
0: you'll find out <laughs> <laughs> Um uh also we have uh I've mentioned before I'm working on a short uh 10-page short we are uh, we had to push back our production first pre-production meeting uh due to some issues with one of the uh, producer's family but we're kind of back in it Friday we are meet, we are having that meeting and we've also found a director uh, a wonderful female director who uh, uh we're going to solidify that on Friday but she's a female director who's had several successes with short films and festivals um, so, so she's the perfect person, really, to come on for this venture. Yeah, no, it's I, I think it's always good when you it's a team of
1: people from varying um, stages within the entertainment industry. I think Absolutely. like it would it's great that this is like your first big production here in L.A. But if it was everyone were novices, yeah. That wouldn't be so great. So the fact that you'll have someone who is well experienced and well equipped mm-hmm. uh, to not only film this, but to take it to the festival circuit right. and stuff is really good.
0: Absolutely. And 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 I, 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 I open and honest here on this podcast. I borrowed a book from our good friend, Mikey, uh, Mike Tobias. No, you did. Uh, called the production uh, production handbook. Uh, just has a ton of information about how to make a movie and the, all the different uh, documents you need and. Uh, things to make sure you have. Uh, a lot of it deals with bigger budget films. There is a section about independent films, mm-hmm. uh, which gives you advice on getting money and stuff for independent films. But uh, yeah, I'm really excited to get started. I, I'm hoping we can start scheduling stuff, uh, auditions for the, the male lead. We can start working on scheduling dates for certain things, getting crew together uh, and all that stuff. So super excited about that. Um, and again, like I said, I'm very honest on this podcast. So one of my goals this year was to kind of find a workout routine and really start sticking with it and uh, I really came into this year like I'm gonna get at it I'm gonna get to that gym I'm gonna do it and I've done it a little bit yeah but right after the new year I think after we had our first uh, side hustle recording I stepped on something or maybe it was before where I stepped on something and I I pretty much like cut my foot to a point where like I had really a lot of trouble walking it was just so tender that I had a lot of trouble walking on it so I did some kind of light workout especially mainly upper body uh uh, muscle building and stuff Mm -hmm. like that so i wasn't really able to get into it which was really frustrating and kind of really brought me down so i was like i I, this was I'm, i'm i'm ready to go and so finally that healed up i was able to start going to the the gym and then all of a sudden uh michael was there this last uh last week i had some sort of back thing happen to me that's been kind of i don't know if i pinched a nerve or did something, but for the last four days, man, it has been just in and out of pain. I've, Back injuries are the I've, worst. I've put ice on it. I've I've heated it. I've stretched. And so I'm going to give it hopefully another few days, and if it doesn't go down, I'm going to go see somebody. But uh, I'm hoping... Well, let
1: it, me know if you need a referral. And I've still, again, I've done <laughs>
0: light workouts. Yeah. yeah, I can definitely... I'll just call you. Yeah. Um, I've done some light workouts, but I just feel like I wanted to really go hard, and I haven't been able to, and it's been really frustrating.
1: Well, I will say... That is where you fail. No. <laughs> well, I think want to know how to
0: fail in Hollywood, for kids.
1: <laughs> well, no, I do think um, everyone, uh, so many people, every year, fitness is a big goal um, when it comes to resolutions and everything. And I think the key thing is where some people get uh, off the rails a little bit or. Um, get sidetracked is because they try to go so hard at the very beginning mm-hmm. and when your body isn't conditioned to exercise or to do certain workouts um in a smaller amount of time right your body will get uh injured or your body will tell you hey I'm not ready for this slow down a wee bit right no so absolutely i think uh, the p- big things to maybe ask yourself um is specifically what what's the goal like right. what's your big fitness goal for this year mm-hmm. um for for me it's uh part of it is like by the wedding day i really want to have cut down um body fat and you know look a certain way or whatever right. but i i can't just do all of the exercises i need to think of how to do it right but also i know my body isn't even conditioned right right now so it's like you have to slowly get into it right. do what your body can handle and then your body will get stronger and good. No,
0: absolutely. I'm I'm definitely okay with that. And I I think that's that's kind of where I'm at now is trying to slowly find uh what works for me and once I get that I can really kind of go a little harder at it. I'm just not that knowledgeable on like working out. Like I know the basics. Like mm-hmm. I know like obviously running and I know some weight stuff, but that's one thing I've always never really had as like that idea, of like, I always have this doubt of I don't know what I'm doing.
1: No, I'm the same way. I mean, I'm blessed that Anna Karen, my fiance, is a certified uh, personal trainer. Mm-hmm. Um, and she has an Instagram, which I'll plug real quick. Uh, <laughs> at homebodies underscore uh, or uh, homebodies underscore ak, mm-hmm. I believe is the handle. Um, but maybe you can talk to her, or maybe talk to Kurt Mega. Yeah. Um, I know he does. He works in a gym. Or no, he used he, to work. He used to work, <laughs> he used to work in a gym. He used to work in a gym. He doesn't anymore. One of the hustles that many actors do. Yes. Um, so it's reaching out to the community and just seeing like what's good for your body. I mean, I think always when I've like haven't worked out in a while is just doing cardio running. Mm-hmm. Um, something to just get the body moving and the right. heart rate going is gonna do do a lot for you. No, absolutely. At, at least at the initial onset. No,
0: and so I'm hoping it's it's felt a little better over the last few days. It kinda comes in and out less now. So I'm hoping it's kind of finally easing up, but uh, what's been going on with you, buddy? What have you been doing the last two weeks? Oh man. I mean, work has
1: definitely been insane. Flu season is still in full swing. Yes. Um. So in the doctor's office side of things, it's been busy, Um. but happy to report. I don't know if I said this uh, on our first side hustle, but I have had some auditions. I don't this, think you did this month. Okay. Yeah. I was called in for an, a commercial audition. Um, mm-hmm. For, i won't say the product but uh while i was in the audition it was for the role of a husband right and what was uh so funny was that the office where the audition was located was right down the street where mm-hmm. i'm gonna get married right and it was one of those things of like ah okay okay universe i kind of hear what you're saying wait but, till you play a dead guy down the street from a cemetery <laughs> or you're gonna be buried yeah <laughs> um real life <laughs> real life um But while I'm at the audition, this was on a weekday. Mm -hmm. I had to take time off work. And so like I was able to schedule the audition to where I got there in the middle of my lunch, like 1230. Great. I thought I was going to be able to go in, get it done. I get there at 1230, Mm -hmm. and the audition doesn't happen until another 45 minutes later.
0: They're always an hour behind.
1: (laughs) They're always an hour behind, and they were on their lunch period, which I was like, okay. So I'm having to communicate with my coworkers while uh, you know, thinking like, hey guys, I might not be able to get back in time. Could one of you cover my phones? Right. Um, and fortunately they were able to, and that was so amazing. But while I was in the audition, they really liked what I did. And then they asked, Hey, could you stay and do another uh completely different commercial mm-hmm. uh for the same product but different commercial? And there was that voice in the back of my mind I was like, Oh no, I have to get back to work. But then the other part of me was like, no this is what I'm in Los
0: Angeles for yep. is this audition. Right. So yes, I will stay. And this was for a cool single guy who is not getting married, but get, having all the luck in the world. Definitely not. It was to play a young dad. <laughs> oh,
1: and uh, it was, it was a fun audition. But I'm like, really bad at
0: casting, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it was just fun because it was, it was my first commercial audition in a while. And it, one of the things that I always have fun with an audition is taking direction because I want to show the team like, Hey, I'm game. Right. Whatever you want to me to do or whatever, I'm I'm down. Mm-hmm. And I was very receptive to their ideas and they seem to really like what I did. So we'll see what happens there. But then um I've been submitting for a lot of stuff on backstage.com. Nice. And I've been placed on soft hold for a potential TV show next week. Oh, very cool. Yeah. This would be for a crime reenactment uh show. Um I would be playing a reporter. Ooh. I mean I don't have any experience whatsoever giving people weekly updates on things oh wow um but no so i'm interested about that i just emailed production today to see if we can if i can figure out when the production dates are right so that's happening and then uh just last night through um you know through you actually a mm-hmm. uh, former guest of uh, hollywood hustle miss alexandra boylan mm-hmm. uh, she hosted a table read at her house and she Reached out
0: to you, right? She reached or out to me to, to either reach out to me or you. Oh, right. because okay. she doesn't have your information. Yeah, so I I passed your information to her while also texting you to let her, you like texting her information to you. Yeah, so you guys, well, could and I was out. like
1: in the middle of like scheduling patients and stuff. And then I get this text message and it's like, Hey, can you, are you available to do a table read with Alexandra Boylan? Yeah. My first answer is yes. <laughs> Next question is, How do I get there on time? Yes, and spider webs, spider webs. <laughs> I mean, fortunately, my patient schedule worked out so that like. Like, oh, had some openings and I was able to get people in and out. Mm-hmm. But of course, that's when the rainstorm that's been hitting Los Angeles recently, yes. it hit and everyone in Beverly Hills went a little mad. But I was about 20 minutes late to the reading, but she was so welcoming oh, and nice. the and she had a whole team that was there. Right. And it was to read her new horror film. Yes. Uh, that she's been working on and had a lot of fun. Um, it's a great, great script. Nice. And it was so nice because she hosted kind of like a talk back afterwards, like, hey, what could be, what do you like? What could be better? Right. Which um, is great for those kind of things. Yeah. So it was just a lot of fun. And it's, you know, it, it's 2019. It's January. I've got two commercial auditions. Mm-hmm. I've got, um, you know, I'm going to be put on a soft hold for a potential TV show. And I've uh, been requested to do a self-tape mm-hmm. for... A movie that's being executive produced by the Russo brothers. Oh, so, nice, brother. Yeah. So, like, that's something I'm gonna figure out this weekend. Very cool. Yeah. Nice. It's how's the uh, wedding planning going? Oh, wedding planning. That's the other thing <laughs> that I have here on my updates. Um, You're welcome. Uh, this past uh, Sunday, me and Karen, we were like, Sunday we is called off the wedding. <laughs> we called <laughs> off the wedding. No, so, uh, Sunday is wedding day every right. week, right? Like that's when we can do stuff. So our goals were to finish our sending save the dates mm-hmm. and the next one was to um we found out that there was a liquidation going on at a wedding rental supply oh. store so we went out to glendale and this place was just selling all of this stuff um things that we had been needing and looking everywhere for but right. didn't know how we could afford it still had to spend quite a bit of money but we got all of our decorations
0: Yay. figured out
1: like Woo-woo. I would say we are ninety-five percent done.
0: That's awesome.
1: Ninety-five percent done with the decor and stuff. And are you sure
0: it was a wedding store, and not a Halloween store? Close. We did buy some <laughs> uh, fake pumpkins.
1: We did buy some fake pumpkins. Nice. And we definitely got some candelabras. We got all the candelabras nice. going rocking right now in my apartment.
0: How dark is your wedding going to be? It's it's, it's going to be dark. <laughs> I just need to know for my 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 uh, my speech at the beginning. How dark do I need to be? Like Whoa. Man of Steel, Dark or Batman versus Superman? Dark. Ooh, Batman Returns. Batman. Oh, oh, what real dark? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of. So you want me to do it as Michelle Pfeiffer in a cat skin suit? Yes, skin tight suit. Yes, All and right.
1: I'll and I'll be Danny DeVito.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, gosh, please um, please be Dane.
1: <laughs> so since the last side hustle, a lot's been happening. Um, yeah. Trying to also keep up with fitness and stuff. Right. Um, doing what I can when I can.
0: Absolutely. And and to get through a lot of this stuff, we look, seek things, uh, books and movies and music to kind of inspire us and push us and drive us. I know I'm a huge music guy. Uh, last week we talked about some more some books and playlists and movies and stuff like that. So, what's inspiring your hustle this week?
1: Yeah. So one of the things that I love that I am just Loving every minute of is season two of the marvelous Mrs. So Maisel. Oh, good. Are you on, done?
0: Are you finished with
1: it? We're not done yet. Ah. It's available if you have an Amazon Prime account. Make sure you're watching this well, it's, show. It's so good. Start with season one, but um, season two as an actor, it is just a lesson in great acting. Absolutely, um, and writing. And Amy Palladino is, and and her husband have created an incredible show. And from a comedy perspective, mm-hmm. it doesn't let up. Oh. It's it's almost like the Aaron Sorkin of comedies and yeah. that it's just like go 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 go. The,
0: the opening scene, the two opening scenes, the first episode of season 2 are amazing so well written and done. Mm-hmm. Like the rehearsal for those things must have been crazy. Yeah,
1: and, and what I really enjoy about this season is right now I'm in, we're in there, they're in the cat scales. Yes, And it's these single long takes of just like master shots of just watching action take place mm-hmm. and it's so well rehearsed and it's so well choreographed it's just so wonderful to watch Absolutely. and and Tony Shaloub and um main actress is uh Rachel Rachel Brosnahan Yeah Rachel Brosnahan um uh, it's just so good yeah. it's I'm really enjoying that show and
0: Tony Shaloub is my hero
1: Well the watching his performance he is able to go from drama to comedy in an instant mm-hmm. And
0: uh, I, I am at the episode
1: where you find him
0: watching a performance. Well, and even do so much in the comedy where there's still a little like drama emotion behind it. Yeah. And he and he's able to like every character in that show has something going on.
1: Yeah. And I love watching them because they're all in their own stories. But he plays it so well. Right. Like when they're in France and he has his motivations and even though other things are happening, he's so
0: s- set on that. It's mm. just wonderful to to watch him be interrupted. Right. There's a great scene, which you if you have at the Catskills, there's a scene in the Catskills, this doesn't give anything away, where it's literally just all ADR. And it's a shot of the house they're staying in Yes, that at one. the Catskills. And it's like almost a noises off, but just with voices. Mm-hmm. Like, And you see figures moving in windows, but it's, out, it's all externally shot. Mm-hmm. So you just hear ADR voice of them talking to each other, yelling at people, people going in and out, things being thrown out windows. And it is... It, it, it there's nothing real it's there's a lot of physicality going on from a distance and it really puts you as like this weird like you walked out of your cabin and you're just seeing this insanity oh happen. my gosh and i did have a thought um this week of like it's the
1: follow-up to mad tv or not mad tv uh, uh mad men mad men <laughs> they're they're filling no, the no, spot i think you were right the first time <laughs> right exactly no mad men um, yes like because we Audiences really enjoyed that show, and I think we enjoyed seeing a different time period yeah. and seeing the day-to-day life. But what's really fascinating is to watch Mrs. Maisel. Yeah. And not only is there that drama, there's that intrigue, but it's funny and it's right. fast. And it's and, and it's shot in a way that's, I think, in some ways, right. more cinematic.
0: You, you haven't gotten to this scene yet. and this I'm not going to give it away. I'm going not, to try not to be too specific. But there's a, what I love about this show is, like you said, it does go so well with... There's really great moments of comedy, and there's really great moments of just heart and drama. And there's a scene, I think it's in the final episode with um, the other comedian that's kind of mentoring her, okay. uh, Lenny, Bruce. Lenny Bruce, and it is almost heartbreaking to watch. I'm excited, and it's but it's the way he's telling the story, and he's doing he's doing he's on TV and he's telling the story, but he sings this song, and it's just incredible and it's and it's this moment where the it's so still and it's just him seeing this kind of story and it's fantastic yeah
1: and and also why it's this show is inspiring me is because it's a story about someone who's trying to break into the business yeah right and you're seeing people of different levels of profession within the industry Mm -hmm. and it's just i don't know as someone who's an artist trying to always watch trying to figure out my way into the industry it's it's fun watching someone else's journey
0: absolutely yeah so that's that's
1: why it's inspiring my hustle yes i i wish i was as gifted as like someone like previous guest eddie firth who (laughs) does stand-up comedy maybe one day i'll I'll try it out but uh what about you man what's
0: inspiring you uh well uh, again natural transitions uh but for me man this the spider-man into the spider-verse soundtrack is so just just good like that you, whole you know you stole my album original idea uh, you could have done it too yeah, <laughs> there's yeah. no rule uh-huh. you could, and you went first so you could have stole you, it you told me to go. you could have sold it back <laughs> 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 but no it is so good and it and, and, and i will say you mentioned it to me like after i saw the movie how good it was when mm-hmm. I brought it up. And you were like, I think it's, you even said you think it's one of your, your it's, favorite albums. It's my
1: favorite album, I think, of 2018, because yeah. it came out in 2018. Right. And I also, I will put this out there, please hold on to your angry tweets, but I think it might be better than the Black Panther album. Ooh, you're going to get a lot of Kendrick Lamar
0: lovers that are going to hate you. I
1: know. But the reason why, I love the main theme song to right. Black Panther, and I did like the score of the right. movie, but I felt that the album was so, in some ways, removed from the movie. Mm. In a way, whereas I feel like into the Spider-Verse soundtrack does a wonderful and fun way of like staying into the theme with Spider-Man, but it's
0: also just like exploring these other avenues. I will challenge you that when we get into our main topic. Okay, but I it it really all the music in it is so just upbeat. There's a few slow songs, but even those have a lot of intensity to them, Mm -hmm. have some really great moments to them. Uh, there's one that's like scared of the dark is one of my favorite songs off the album. And it's not like a banger yeah. by any means, but it's so good. So that I've had that at most of those songs on repeat for, since I saw the movie. Likewise, likewise, and it's just, a oh.
1: great way to get pumped up and like, uh, who in here wants to start a riot?
0: Uh, start a riot is yeah. definitely probably a second favorite.
1: If that wasn't copywritten, that would have been our new hustle. <laughs> oh, hustle no, theme. I think
0: I, I really love, uh, Elevate. Oh, is yeah. That's probably is the one, uh, probably well. the one I, the, I'd i be between Starter Riot and Elevate that I'd probably fight on being our new theme song. Nice. But speaking of that, we want to talk about S- Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yes. that I, I told Michael. Michael was going to talk about this last week with, uh, I think, what was inspiring him. Mm-hmm. And I told him, no. I, wa- I, wa- I wa- Not I wa- allowed. I want to wait two weeks so we can talk about it together because I was about to see it. And, and thankfully, he was kind enough. So... Michael, I'm going to ask you as our editor, throw a little bit of Spider-Man music in here right now. But on
1: my toes, I can keep the world balanced on my nose. I had a slumber party with all my foes. Now I wear them like a badge on on my clothes. If I'm crazy, I'm on my own. If I'm waiting, it's on my phone. If I sound lazy, just ignore my tone. Because I'm always going to answer when you call my phone.
0: did it right there. Oh, so good. So, Michael, what Let me ask you, this is a two-fold question. Yeah. What what was your ex- expectations going in? How high were they? How, you know, are you, are you a big Spider-Man fan? Like are you a Spider-Man guy? And when you walked out, what were how did you feel? I mean, I've I've always been a Spider-Man fan. I'm I air more
1: so on like Superman, Batman. right? But in terms of Marvel, uh Spider-Man was always and I feel is naturally a perfect um, entry point into mm-hmm. the Marvel universe. And I think, cause it, he's a kid who, uh, you know, this thing happens to him at an awkward time in his life and you really get to experience it with him. So I remember seeing the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies as I was a teenager and I really enjoyed one and two, three, it falls apart. Um, but I've always loved uh the Spider-Man character. I remember watching the TV show as a kid, Mm -hmm. Um, but this movie in particular, I kind of was feeling before Mm -hmm. I was feeling Spider-Man fatigue because Mm -hmm. uh, we've had Andrew Garfield. Mm -hmm. There's now Tom Holland who in the current iteration of the MCU playing Spider-Man and then Sony announced that they're doing this animated version that they're going to release in tandem with the MCU Spider-Man. And so I, originally I was like, that's too much. Mm -hmm. No one, I don't think anyone's going to see this movie. Mm -hmm. Wait, Lord Miller or or one of them are are, are attached. I think they're both attached. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, they're attached. Okay. That could be interesting, I guess. But then I saw this movie and I was just blown away because they know that we've seen all of the Spider-Man movies. They know that we're probably feeling some sense of Spider-Man fatigue. Mm -hmm. And I think, it is so refreshing that they're able to just completely focus on a different character within the spider verse yeah. of miles Morales, a character that audiences have been wanting to see for so long. And the animation is just gorgeous to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, you really feel the hard work that was put in oh. to, to making that They movie. said
0: this t- this took six years to make.
1: Yeah. Cause well, they had to, I think create a new technology yeah, they to create, give it,
0: they create a, hu- a whole new animation technology, which somebody is trying to patent. Yeah. They, each different Spider-Man and their world or Spider-Pig are all drawn differently in their own design. So they had different artists working on each character, different studios working on each character stuff. So, But even crazy. then, like
1: the fact that you have different spider characters mm-hmm. that exist in different universes of like comedy and drama and stuff, but they're able to weave them in and out so well and so seamlessly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I won't give away any
0: spoil. I'll try to. We'll try to, sp- be, we'll try stay- to be as spoiler free as possible.
1: Yeah, but I I will say it's so refreshing to watch a superhero movie that is isn't overly dramatic but addresses certain um adult themes yes um but in a lighthearted way mm-hmm. and you're able to have fun and oh my gosh I was just smiling the mm-hmm. entire time and I saw it with Anna Karen mm-hmm. and she's with a lot of superhero movies it's hit or miss It's some- right. More often than not, she'll fall asleep through them. Right. She was like, "Wow, I really, really enjoyed that movie." Right. So, uh, so I, I, know I've been rambling. no. no How about you, like, man? What would you think?
0: Well, I, I, kind of like you, I'm not. I'm definitely more of a Superman fan. Uh, I've never really been a Spider-Man guy. I've never, not. I don't. Well, I hate the character, but I've just never. I've watched a lot of the animated series when I was a kid. Maybe mm-hmm. a few episodes, but I was never like buying the comics. So I never knew a lot about it other than what was in the Sam Raimi, yeah. stuff. Really and i i walked in this movie late it already had the hype that yeah. everybody was already hyping up and i was so scared like going in like it's not gonna live up to it i'm, I'm gonna walk out like all right it was it was fun like mm-hmm. all right i get it i don't understand why everybody's going crazy about it but like literally halfway through the movie i was like i hope this movie never ends yeah like- it, I, and i will also say it is the best Spider-Man movie. Oh no, I, I've heard that from multiple people, and I agree. I and think I, it is, yeah. and I love
1: that it actually addresses some of the other previous Spider-Man movies. Like there's, <laughs> yes, there's a nod to the Sam there's Raimi. Lot
0: of, well, there's you know people like to, are wondering like is the Peter B. Parker, uh, is he the Spider-Man from Sam Raimi's films, mm. and it's kind of a conclusion to that story in animated form because sure. there's references in his backstory. And I love the backstories. Like they go, let's do this one last time. Yes. Which is also a nod to always getting origin stories. Well, the, the, this
1: kind of, yeah. Origin story overload or, yeah. or just like, wow, you're just redoing it over right. and over and over. And but
0: what a way to do it though. No, absolutely. And I felt, I, I, I loved all, everybody was perfect. I mean, Nicholas Cage cast. as Sp- a spider, Noir, spider, uh, 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 John Mulaney as spider pig. Uh, is fantastic. Incredible voice cast. Uh, Ailey Steinfeld was Gwen Stacy. Mahershala Ali. Uh, uh, it was, uh, was... He was uh, Uncle Aaron. Yeah, he was Uncle yeah. Aaron. Ed, Shameek and Shameek Moore as uh, 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 Miles mm-hmm. is...
1: It's it's just such a, a, Jake a Johnson. refreshing take. Let's just name names. Well, It was a refreshing take on the genre mm-hmm. and a wonderful introduction of a character that audiences, I feel like, have been wanting for so long uh, mm-hmm. from the studios. And honestly, I think it's better than the... Cur- than the official MCU version. I granted, I will say I have not watched Spider-Man Homecoming. Um I've I've enjoyed him in the Infinity War yes. uh, movie and stuff.
0: But Homecoming's good. I would highly suggest you check it out. But it's just like this movie showed you something new. Right. I, I I listened to one review and I'm curious to hear your thoughts about this. Uh was they felt that they were a little frustrated that this is how they decided to do Miles Morales's uh, origin story. Mm. They they were they were a little frustrated that it wasn't just a Miles Morales origin story. That they the frustrating of feeling the need to bring these other Spider Men in to make it enjoyable, quote unquote. Sure. Um. You know they 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 love the Ultimate Spider Man comics with Miles Morales. Mm-hmm. And so why I'm, not just have why not and the, it's a great origin story. So why not just have his origin story and then maybe a coda being one of these other Spider-Men kind of peeking in. Sure. So what are, what are your, do you, any thoughts about that? I that? mean, I think it's a great question. Yeah. I think it's, I think
1: it's a valid question of like, this is a character that's existed in the comics for so long. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't he just have his own movie? Right. And, and and why did you feel the need to have it be propped up by right. these other characters? Um. That being said, I think that, well i walked away from it of of all the characters i love miles morales and like right, for me right. i f- i felt like it was his movie Absolutely. um i you know i say i like nick cage and stuff he's in a, the movie for a grand total of like maybe five minutes right he's he's in and out yeah you know i i think the focus of the film is on miles um i mean sony's trying to do so many things i mean because it's an animated movie right. um by including other characters and stuff from a business standpoint right. of view, that means more toys. Right. That means getting kids for you know the right. holidays and well, stuff like that. The, but. the
0: guy that had this review has a co-host who mm-hmm. his response to that was, we live in the era of franchises. Yes. And if this had been done five or ten years earlier, it probably would have been just a Miles Morales story mm-hmm. but now we live in an era of franchises and having to build out and they've even already said thought there's talks of spinoff shows mm-hmm. for the different characters i think and and uh, tons of other stuff and honestly I'm, i i want to look into more of like spider noir sure. so i would love to write a spider noir film well um and it also begs the question of like
1: lego movie mm-hmm. the fact that that movie was so successful when it really, like, if you think about it, a movie about Legos, mm-hmm. that doesn't sound like that would make sense. Oh,
0: the, I, I, that blew everyone, I think, away. Yeah, How good and that, movie that was, was also Lord Miller. Yeah, yeah Lord And
1: Miller. taking a comedic take on, like, Batman and Superman, characters who are currently existing in other cinematic uh, films. Right. Um, But they're doing a spin on it this way. And so I felt like Sony saw that and thought, we have an opportunity. We know Disney, Marvel, Owns co-owns now the character mm-hmm. of Spider-Man in the Spider Universe. Sony, I think they still have the sole cinematic rights to animation mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I think someone fact-check me on this, but um, so I think they really want to capitalize on the amount of content that they can share that they right. own separately.
0: Well, I know somebody also asked, like, because this was so successful, do we think that Marvel will allow Sony to use? Other characters from the MCU, sure. Future animated Spider-Man. Movies.
1: I mean, and you know, it's it's testing the waters. Yeah. Are audiences ready for uh, my, someone like Miles Morales? Right. And the answer is outstandingly yes. Oh, yes, we are. Been
0: cheering for that. They, I mean, they wanted Miles Morales to be the new Spider-Man in the MCU. Yeah, that's what I for was hoping. Long for. And I think a lot of people are hoping that's the plan. Like, give give Tom Holland his few movies, mm-hmm. and then it turns You know, go I mean, to Miles you Morales. know, this
1: movie was all about creating other dimensions and linking other dimensions could you see an animation miles morales turn into mcu official uh miles morales right
0: absolutely and 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 apparently there is a donald glover in the movie in in spider-man into the spider-verse oh really in the background there's a a, a cartoon version of him in the background uh, in some scene that's uh, awesome which i thought was great but overall i love the movie definitely go see it in the theater if you get the chance uh, it's definitely worth it. I've heard the 3D is actually worth it too. From I table. would, I believe that, and I will also say this, folks here at Hollywood Hustle, Daniel
1: and I do watch movies that aren't
0: just Unbreakable <laughs> Spider Man. We do watch movies that are not comic book based. Yes, uh, uh, I, we, I, I'll prove it. Yes. <laughs> now, speaking of <laughs> fantastic, uh, as always, uh, we, you know, we we want to offer you guys some motivation to get through the week, uh, to help you. Uh, get through whatever maybe you're going through or something you're questioning within yourself. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so these are this week's hustle support statements. Yes, there -hmm. we go. I'll I'll go first if you don't mind. Please, please Mm -hmm. do, please do. As we continue into the new year, one of the most common themes I'm seeing in a lot of others' resolutions or goals or promises or whatever you want to call them is to reevaluate their friendships. This is something I have mentioned before on the show that I struggle with. I tend to want to be a great friend to everyone and give a lot more than others might. It can be draining, frustrating, and sometimes depressing, especially as an artist who looks to his friends for all kinds of support. If you're like me, the thought of not supporting those people or easing them into a smaller part of your life can be hard. It can also be hard to really decide when it's time to make that change with someone. Some suggestions I can give, which the first one I have to credit friend of the show Grace Gordon with, is look at patterns, not apologies. What has been the pattern in your relationship with these people? Majority of the time, how do you feel when you leave their presence? Do you feel better, positive about you and your life, or do you feel beaten up and unsure? Also, remember that you deserve to be loved back, that they shouldn't feel like they have to make time for you, like a business meeting. They should want to make time for you. Finally, who asks you to do things? Are you always contacting them? Are they the ones that make the moves or to get together with you? Do you both do it? A great friendship works both ways. Both of you texting each other, seeing how you are. Now, that doesn't mean some people don't just have busy spurts in their lives and puts a little more on you, but it cannot be all the time. The person you should check in with and evaluate their health with the most is you. If you are good, you can shine on others, but never let a false connection keep you on the line when others are waiting to be made. It's really, really good to,
1: really, really powerful words. I mean, I'll say um, I've stressed so much about my own friendships or, or friendships that have faded and it's caused me grief. And so it's, it's, but it's good um, to hear that and to know to to look at the patterns, I think that's a good way to see it. And and sometimes friendships change, and mm-hmm. I think that's natural. Mm-hmm. But I think it's like you have to allow that. Well,
0: I've always said, you know, people come into your lives for the time that you that that the the universe or whatever you want, God or whatever you yeah. believe feels necessary. Mm-hmm. And sometimes those people are supposed to be there forever. Yes. And then there's those that are there for something shorter, and for some re- so, for some time in your life you need them. And then a certain time, it, it it's not there anymore. Yeah, and it's hard. I mean, it's it's like like death. It's the death of a friendship, and mm-hmm. it, you grieve it, and and and, it, and it's a struggle, especially for people like I know you and me who are very loyal mm-hmm. and and really stick by our friends. And so, um, yeah, it's it just felt like I heard that a lot this last few weeks, and so I felt that it was kind of important to mention. Yeah,
1: well, and I think it's also just surround yourself with healthy friendships. Yes, and-
0: healthy. Non-abusive, emotionally <laughs> or physically. Yeah. And, Michael.
1: you know, we're we're here to support each other. Absolutely. We're here to support you guys. Absolutely. Um, Michael,
0: what is your hustle support statement? Yeah.
1: So my hustle support statement, it's, it's an interesting one this week. Uh, the longer I live in Los Angeles and the longer I continue my passion for acting, an observation I keep finding is that the hustle isn't just about working hard. It's also about working smart you can drain all of your energy and resources by picking up three part-time jobs, or you can get a full-time job that pays the same of what you would get from those three part-time ones. You can go and to acting class to perfect your craft and work odd jobs to pay for those classes, but if you're pushing yourself too hard, you can find yourself in the ER after your body has collapsed from exhaustion. Hmm. How do you expect to get back to acting? These are all experiences that... I These are all things that I've experienced, and I'm now at another stage of my life where I have to think about that balance. My thrival job has kept me growing in ways I never expected when I moved to LA seven years ago. It's allowed me to afford my life here and has given me a sense of security that I know not many have during trying difficult times when you're trying to make auditions and trying to focus on a creative career but it's also a job that at many times has forced me to question why am i here in la it's pulled my focus from acting and has left me at the end of the day at times feeling broken but if there's one thing that this show and our guests have taught me is that to be the author of your own story and to do work that you feel passionate about if you're feeling suffocated or stuck in a job environment that doesn't inspire you <coughs> Take the time to see what else is out there and apply. The idea of not having the stability has scared me so off, so much that has actually scared me into staying at this job time and time again. Not anymore. I was meant for something else. I was meant to create.
0: Yeah. I like that. So
1: it's it's so easy to get stuck. Well, and 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 you know, I get scared. Yeah. Like finances and stuff. Times are hard. I can't afford the like the idea of not having a job for like a month it's terrifying scares the bejesus out of me i i can't imagine you know like i know you've been in that place man for a while for a while i mean fortunately uh angie is there to support you and stuff um i'll say like i'm not in that place Mm -hmm. and you know i've been in this moment this this feeling of like i need this job because i need to financially support myself Mm -hmm but how much longer am I going to allow that to be the excuse?
0: Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a struggle, especially, I mean, uh, you know, there is obviously unemployment and other options, but it's, it's, it's scary to think of what your life is without that blanket. Yes. And, and it's, it's hard.
1: And initially like this, this gig was perfect because it would allow me to come and go as I needed to for auditions. But now the longer I've stayed, the more responsibilities I've uh built for myself there. Yeah. that, when I had that commercial audition mm-hmm. uh that I spoke about at the beginning of this episode, like it was a process to try and even figure out how to go there. Mm-hmm. And ultimately the plans kind of fell apart because the audition took longer yeah. than I anticipated. So it's one that I know isn't sustainable if I really want to produce results in my acting career. Mm-hmm. And it's time that I admit to myself, that's why I'm here.
0: Right. Absolutely, man. So you can do it, brother. Yeah. I believe uh, in you. I was wondering if you're
1: going to throw down the challenge gauntlet, not but I know, but I know that you're. That's
0: a, that's a tough one to throw down. I don't want to put you in that spot. Yeah, quit your job. <laughs> I, I will say, that. I will challenge you to pick a reasonable amount of time mm-hmm. where you can quit that job. Yes, I will challenge you to that. Thank you. But I will not challenge you. I, I, I'm challenging you to quit your job tomorrow. <laughs> and don't tell, don't tell anyone. Daniel, I haven't eaten don't anything, anything in three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, the reason you're all here, most likely, other than us, is to hear about. What's happening next week? Next week we are talking to the amazing, the incredible and the super kind Hillary Levi. Hillary is a creative executive at Elation by Verve. It's an online digital media platform. Uh, she has risen through the ranks from assistant and and she's done some scripts uh, 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 script notes for people and she's she's done it all and she is fantastic and I'm going to throw it over to Michael to give you a little preview of that episode with Hillary Levi. Thanks, Daniel.
1: I'm so excited to introduce to our League of Hustle next week's guest, Hillary Levi. She's a creative executive for the company Verve Violation. She's in charge of development, or as she would put it.
2: So development is a whole range of things that happen. Um, but to put it very simply, uh, it is not just writing a script. Uh, sometimes a script can already be written, and then a producer, production company, or studio will then... Option that script, uh, meaning they will have a certain amount of time to sell it somewhere or develop it in-house uh, and get it better and then sell it uh, to a studio or a financier or get it pre-sold overseas or wherever you want You want to do. That's my favorite part of development is finding scripts, finding writers, and either developing the script with them based on a take that they have. And then they go off and write the script and then you do what's called passes and polishes and drafts to get it to the point where it it's ready to be sent out into the world. And like, that's sort of what I love about it is being the script therapist.
1: That's right, we're bringing a whole different aspect of the Hollywood Hustle to you next week. And it's such a vital role that most pe- people don't even know about. She's the person who helps choose the content that audiences like you and I will one day watch. And she not only chooses it, she works with the writers and the creative team to get it to be the best possible story it can be. But like many of our guests we've had on this show, the beginning of her story started far away from Los Angeles in a town called Kennesaw, Georgia.
2: Where I'm from, in Kennesaw is right on the border of, of uh, the larger the county seat, Marietta, which is where a lot of movies get shot. Mm-hmm. So it is very suburban. And if you go one direction for 15 minutes, you're almost to like farm country. And if you go another direction for 15 minutes, you're out to the town square. So it's... It's this weird, true suburban lifestyle, uh, but so it wasn't, it was like I was close enough to the city to, like, feel like I was near a bustling metropolitan, but far enough out that I didn't feel like we were, you know,
1: too and, in it. And yet you decided to move to a place where there is just all city.
2: It's all city, all, all the, the time, time. everywhere. Uh, and then you get to Burbank, and I was like, oh my god, a Chili's.
1: She came to Los Angeles to study film at the University of Southern California, a.k.a. USC. The school helped cultivate relationships that would be essential to her once she broke out into the quote unquote real world.
2: The, the benefit of going to USC is that you are in L.A. and there are lots of people who are Trojans, who work in the business. Uh, and so there is that bit of a network. Um, my second internship that became my first like job, my boss was went to USC. So, you know, it was it was helpful. And I I got connected to that internship because of my friend who I had met through the cinema fraternity that I was in. And she was like, oh hey, you should if you want to do an internship, you should uh, check this out. And so it was like it was it it was your sort of own mini network within the business.
1: But success, as we all know, isn't just about who you know. It's about talent and hustle. The willingness to continue despite what other people say or do. In our interview, we have an amazing conversation about internships, the pros and cons, and we go into depth on how Hillary climbed the ranks of the industry to find where she is today. And when we met with her, she shared the new hustle she faces as a creative executive in today's new media landscape.
2: Um, it's, I'm not, it really hasn't hit me yet. I still am learning how to get out of my assistant mindset, which is, you know, when you're an assistant and you've been doing it for so long, you feel very emboldened to say the things that you need to say. And, uh, you know when to take the risk and when not to take the risk. And, you know, there is this catch net of like, well, something goes wrong. I can always go to my boss and like ask them this question. And you basically have a you know, a set defined, like, this is my day to day. When you are a creative executive, that is not the case (laughs) at all. Um, Especially when you're in a company that is just starting to do things. Like if, if I had moved up at Freeform in a network, I would have known like there's a process to things and I would know where my place was. Whereas when you're starting at the ground floor, you're kind of like.
0: You're creating that place. Spaghetti
2: method. What's going to stick against that? I have to be targeted, but I also Mm -hmm. don't know what's going to stick. Yeah. So you have to be very – you have to take this very holistic approach and mindset of trying to consume as much as you possibly can while also still, like, trying to figure out, like, what is my mandate? What do I what do I go out into the world and present? And, like, what kind of stuff do we want to target? Uh, and, you know, what is financially viable as well? Um, and it's an exciting time in the digital space and in, in apps and – you know, obviously there are much more established places like Amazon and Hulu and Netflix, but even they're still trying to figure out some of their mandates. Uh, you know, Amazon is trying to get into the YA space, which is something that they decided to do like this year. Um, so it's it's a good time to to be in that world. And Disney is coming out with their own um, direct-to-consumer app.
1: DC just DC. started their own DC universe. Mm-hmm,
2: Apple. And so this is the time, I think, to get into it. So while it is a little nerve wracking and scary, because I'm like, if I was working in TV, I would know exactly what I'm doing. And now I'm not only a brand new executive, but I'm in a brand new field. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I have a lot to learn.
0: But it's also exciting, I think, in some ways, because, you're again, like you said, starting on the like this ground startup, startup kind of growing company, mm-hmm. you can make some of those practices. Yeah, you mm-hmm. you can you can be the, the generation that that part that develops what other people will follow. Mm-hmm. You know, in the in the I, in I, the I would
2: hope so, uh, I hope and so. even
0: hopefully changes in like how the business
1: is run. Yeah, a little bit.
2: So yeah, unfortunately, you know, my the the head of our original content team, which is just me and her, she's so brilliant and smart and has had a lot of experience. Uh, so I feel like it's in all in good hands
1: camaraderie and relationships, a willingness to learn and to put forward your ideas and standing for what you believe in. These are just a few of the themes and ideas that we explore in next week's episode with Hillary
0: Levi. Thank you, Michael. I, I can't wait for you guys to hear this interview. It, the timing of it and everything just really made sense. Yeah. And, and uh, it's... Uh, it's, and as it's our fantastic. first guest
1: interview, I really think um, this story of hearing the how someone goes from literally a PA to becoming an executive yeah. uh, at this company is so inspiring. And I think in looking in terms of season three, it just for our listeners out there, it's like the, these are the sto- kind of stories that we're wanting to share with yeah. you in season three.
0: It's really the true industry journey, like mm-hmm. what you hear in books and in shows and everything else, but it's
1: also not the story that you don't hear yeah. at the same time because it's in production. You only normally hear about people who are screenwriters or actors right. or directors, right? But producing, right. when you ask someone what is a producer, right? They're a creative executive. Or, or creative yeah. executive, what does that mean? And what so does that mean? Yeah, I, I'm so excited for people to hear about
0: Hillary's journey. Absolutely. Now, speaking of journeys, we're all going on this journey together. You guys are the League of Hustle. We, we love you guys, and we want this league to grow and build. This is not the Justice League with just six members. This is the League of Hustle with many members. So please, not only subscribe to the podcast if you haven't yet so that you're always getting the ep- new episodes when they come out, but please share, tell people, post, retweet, whatever you can do. Let people know about this show. The more I talk to people, when I meet new people and tell them about the show, the response I get of how excited they are that this show exists is amazing to me so please people are looking for shows like this let them know that it exists
1: yeah and as always guys we also want you to know that your hustle is so important to us here at the show so we want to hear about it you can always tweet us Um, we are at LA Hustle Cast on Twitter or on Instagram we are at Hollywood Hustle Podcast as well as on Facebook Um, or you could email us Hollywood Hustle Podcast at gmail.com and you know we want to know what your hustle support statement is this week we uh, you know we haven't yet gotten any responses yet about New Year's resolutions we'd love to hear about what are your goals? What is your vision for this right. year? And, and what
0: did you think of Spider-Man: Into the Spider-Verse? If you've seen, yes, him? yes, yes. <laughs> or Spider the soundtrack. Pig. Which Spider soundtrack pig. is better, Black <laughs> Panther or Spider-Man: Into the Spider-Verse? Scoops or Beard?
1: Scoops Who or beard? are you Who, wins? Who wins? Who uh, wins? We would love to know. And as always, if you want to reach out to us personally, uh, Daniel, where can people reach? You? I am
0: on Twitter and Instagram at Daniel Tuttle T U T T E L. And right now, I am engaging in a personal campaign to get Zachary Levi on this show. I sent out a tweet with his name asking how many retweets it needs to get, whatever. So, tweet out Zachary Levi to come on Hollywood Hustle podcast. Yes,
1: yes, yes. And I am also on social media. I am at Michael Lutheran on Twitter and Instagram, and you can follow me to watch me post weird cat videos of my cat, or wedding hustles of my wedding, or the ongoings of podcasting.
0: And and feel free if this is your first time listening, go back and listen to older episodes. They're all. Fantastic. We have other commentaries. We have interviews, Team Hustle episodes galore. And so I'm super excited for this season. Uh, and also coming up, we are doing another Kickstarter. That's how we started this show is with a Kickstarter. We're doing another one for seasons three and season four. We have some great rewards lined up that we're working on right now. Uh, uh, we'll let you know more details as we kind of figure that out, but it's probably in our soon. next
1: side hustle. We'll be giving you really? a lot yeah. more information
0: about the Hopefully side. hustle. It, yeah, absolutely. hoping knowing down the Kickstarter more. Thank you guys for listening. We love you guys more than, you know, uh, have a great week. Keep hustling, keep working, Michael, any final words before we go? Just keep on, you know, Keep on keeping on.
1: No, I'd say like keep up keep up with the healthy friendships, healthy uh, the people that are supporting you in your life. Yeah. Continue to cultivate those healthy, uh, positive relationships and to say, you know, I want to be happy, to do work that makes you feel passionate and inspired. You can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. If you guys have any advice for me on how to do it, <laughs> please let me know
0: at Michael Lutheran. Yeah. Remember guys, Michael's the hustle, you're the hustle. I am The Hustle. We're all The Hustle. We can do this. And remember to keep up the hustle.